Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member of the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to changing diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson. And as always, welcome. You know, I wanted to hop on here and do a quick uh, pop-up episode because there's just been so much stuff going on in the news the last two, three four weeks. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I just didn't come on and just share some thoughts and my perspective on things. You know, aside from the corona, which we've all been dealing with since March, it just seems like every week there has been something happening in the news that has caused us to be discouraged and frustrated and just question what is going on. And I'm no different, you know, You're starting back with Ahmaud Arbery a few weeks ago to Breonna Taylor to the incident in New York Central Park with, with Christian Cooper and most recently with George Floyd, it's just been an avalanche of stuff that is just, you know, for, for us black people, it's a constant weight that seems to be on our shoulders. And it's never ending. You know, for me, going back to Amon Aubrey, that one hit me particularly personal because, you know, I run a lot. And to know that, you know, this young man was out doing what is apparently a normal routine for him running through his neighborhood and to be targeted just based on what he's looked like, what he looked like, you know, that's something that is really uh, frightening for me. Um, you know, although I do run in a neighborhood that I'm familiar with and, and I live in a predominantly black neighborhood, you just never know uh, in your day to day activities who's going to target you based on the color of your skin. And that's something that black men and women, because we don't want to forget about the black women who've been unjustly killed by police and others, um, just people of color in general, that's something we have to deal with on a daily basis. And you look at Brianna Taylor, someone who was just sitting in her home minding her business to, again, Christian Cooper, who was out doing, doing apparently what he does on a regular basis and just being seen as a threat because of his stature and the color of his skin. And I just have to wonder um, how many people you know I, I encounter on a daily basis, um, they look at me and they perceive me as some type of threat because of what I look like. And most recently, George Floyd, and this is probably the most egregious of the four and you know I've, I've been wondering and talking to friends you know what is it about this one that has caused such an un- uproar unlike anything we've seen in recent years and i was talking to my dad about this and if you talk to any black person at least 65 and and up you know they'll tell you this is nothing new it's just that we have access to it we have you know more more platforms of viewer there's camera phones and social media um so it just seems like you know it's it's just a repeat of history and, you know, George Floyd was murdered without resistance. He was implying he was doing everything you're told uh, you're, you're supposed to do. And then to have this 200 plus pound man on his neck for up to nine minutes. And you just have to think about how long, you know, nine minutes is. And for nobody, you know, around him, no officers to to say, OK, that's enough. You can sit him up now. We've got him. Um, it's just just heartbreaking to watch and to just imagine experiencing that. Nothing about what happened with with George Floyd was standing standard procedure, and you talk to any law enforcement officer about that, they'll they'll confirm that. And, and so it's a lot just going on in general. And from a father who perspective, you know, I've just been really thinking about how 
I'm going to prepare Emery for this when he's, you know, when he gets older. And it's a twofold thing. You know, I'm going to have to prepare him for, for life when he steps outside of my wife and, and eyes, eyes, um, some things that we're going to have to be worried about. You know, we're kind of concerned about when he grows up and he, when he's able to move more independently, you know, is he going to be perceived as a threat? You know, what should I teach him about how to interact with c- cops? You know, what should I teach him about how to interact with people who, you know, are intimidated or afraid of un- or unsure of how to deal with him based on what he looks like? And on the flip side, for me as a father, you know, I'm going to have to deal with the fact that, you know, what if what if I leave the house just to run some errands or go to the store, you know, go out of town and I may not come back home because someone saw a threat in me or I had an interaction with the cops that went bad and I ended up being killed. So that's going to leave him without a father. So I think about it from different perspectives, you know, preparing him for how to deal with the real world and, you know, the fear of me leaving him behind because of, of a cop who wants to, to prove a point or is in fear, quote unquote, fear for his life because he doesn't know how to deal with, with someone who doesn't, doesn't look like me. So those, those are the things that as fathers, particularly as black fathers in these instances, has caused us to really think about our lives, not only as black men, but as black fathers, because there are so many things from aside, aside from the most recent cases that have happened. Uh, these things have happened year after year for decades. And as, as I watch the aftermath, I watch people protesting, I watch, you know, just everyone share their thoughts and feelings and frustration on what's going on. You know, I struggle with, OK, what do I do? What are some actionable things that I can do to help create change? And, you know, it, be, it goes beyond posting on social media. You know, that's great. And that's using your platform responsibly to bring awareness to show that you are involved to show that you're down for the cause and you're committed to just not letting this being swept under the rug, which for so many years it has been done. Um, but it should not begin and end with a post. Like We need to come up with actionable things to, and steps to create change. But what does that look like? And you know, it starts with being involved, being engaged. And I would see voting as a huge factor in, in being involved in communities, knowing what's going on at the local level, knowing who's going on, who's running for office in, in your town and county and your state. And because oftentimes those are the ones that dictate the laws that impact you on a daily basis. Those are the people who who oversee the law enforcement, oversee the training that they have to go through to police your neighborhoods. So it's a frustrating time. It's a time of uncertainty, a time of anger, especially when there is is such a lack of leadership at the national level. And it's tough. And we all are hurting. We all are just trying to figure out what's going on and what's next. But I encourage everyone to just make sure you're staying informed, staying engaged, but also taking care of yourself mentally. We're doing whatever uh, that looks like for you to to not be so consumed with what's going on and lose sight of your well-being. And if that means checking out for a couple of days, do so. If that means you know not picking up your phone, if that means not watching the news on a particular day, whatever it is you need to protect your peace, do that and and enjoy the moment. Because um, you know, enjoy the moment that we as fathers have with our kids. Yes, it's a tough time. Yes, we have questions. Yes, there's internal uncertainty of how we're going to present and talk to the, this. Um, talk to our kids about this, but at the same time, we have to enjoy those those current moments um, that we have with them because they, they come and go so, so fast. You know, don't let the, the dark cloud of, of what's going on in the world dim the light uh, that the joy of our kids bring us on a daily basis because it's going to happen again. It's, it's inevitable. We just have to hope that by the time our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids get our age, things will have changed so it doesn't happen as often as apparently 
does now and that things will get better um, as, as time progresses. So I want to tell everyone, uh, all the fathers, everyone who's listening, stay encouraged, stay with the fight because uh, we're going to be all right. I'm Jamar Hudson, and this is the Fatherhood Podcast.